Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rural Monticello. This is Sunday, March the 19th, 2023, the fourth Sunday in Lent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Barb Andreessen. The lecture is Terry Keeney. Thank you to Mary Clausen for sponsoring this week's broadcast in memory of Chuck Clausen. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to this fourth Sunday in Lent, walking as the children of light. You'll feel that and sense that theme as we gather today. Let us turn to our hymnal, page 70, for Thanksgiving at the font. Blessed are you, O holy God. You are the creator of the waters of the earth. You are the fire of rebirth. You poured out your spirit on your people Israel. You breathed life into their dry bones. Your son Jesus promised to send the spirit to us that the world may know your peace and truth. Pour out your Holy Spirit and breathe new life into those who were baptized here. By your spirit, adopt us as your children through our Savior Jesus Christ who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us sing our gathering song, All People That On Earth Do Dwell, 883. We'll be singing stanzas 1, 3, and 4.
grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us speak our Kyrie. O God, Father in heaven, O Son of God, Redeemer of the world, O God, the Holy Spirit, You'll find the prayer of the day printed in your bulletin insert. I ask you to join as our hearts as one. Bend your ear to our prayers, Lord Christ, and come among us by your gracious life and death for us. Bring light into the darkness of our hearts and anoint us with your spirit. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Let us receive God's word. The first reading is from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 1 through 13, with the following preface. Samuel anointed David, even though he was the eighth oldest son of Jesse, and did not match his brothers in height or other physical characteristics. With the anointing came endowment with the Spirit of the Lord, designating David as the Lord's chosen successor to Saul. The reading. The Lord said to Samuel, How long will you grieve over Saul? I have rejected him from being king over Israel. Fill your horn with oil and set out. I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite, for I have provided for myself a king among his sons. Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears of it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. And you shall anoint me, the one whom I name to you. Samuel did what the Lord commanded and came to Bethlehem. The elders of the city came to meet them, trembling, and said, Do you come peaceably? He said, Peaceably, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they came, he took on Eliab and thought, Surely the Lord's anointed him anointed is now before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or on his height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord does not see as mortals see. They look on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. He said, neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen any of these. Samuel said to Jesse, Are all of your sons here? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, but he is keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. He sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and had beautiful eyes and was handsome. The Lord said, Rise and anoint him, for this was the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David. From that day forward, Samuel set out and went to Ramah. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
Psalm 23. reading is from Ephesians chapter 5 verses 8 to 14 with the following preface. Because we now live in the divine light which is Jesus Christ, we conduct ourselves, our lives in ways that reflect the light of Christ so that our activity is truly pleasing to God. The reading. Once you were darkness, but now in the Lord you are light. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. Try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to mention what such people do secretly. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. For everything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Sleeper, awake, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I invite the congregation to please rise for the Lenten Gospel acclamation. You'll find this on the front of your bulletin. Gospel according to St. John, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. I invite you to be seated for the reading of this gospel. As Jesus walked along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned. 
He was born blind so that God's works might be revealed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he had said this, he spat on the ground and made mud with saliva and spread the mud on the man's eyes, saying to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloma, which means send. Then he went and he washed and he came back, he was, he came back able to see. The neighbors and those who had seen him before as a beggar began to ask, Is this not the man who used to sit and beg? Some were saying, it is he. Others were saying, no, but it is someone like him. And he kept saying, I am the man. But they kept asking him then, how were your eyes opened? He answered, a, a man called Jesus made mud and spread it on my eyes and said to me, go wash in Siloam and wash there. Then I went and I washed and I received my sight. They said to him, where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him to the Pharisees, the man who had formerly been blind. Now it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the mud and opened his eyes. Then the Pharisees also began to ask him how he had received his sight. He said to them, he put mud on my eyes, and then I washed, and now I see. Some of the Pharisees said, this man is not from God, for he does not observe the Sabbath. But others said, how can this man who is a sinner perform such signs? And they were divided. So they said again to the blind man, what do you say about him? It was your eyes he opened, he said. Is he a prophet? He is a prophet. And the Jews did not believe that he had been blind and had received his sight until they called his parents of the man who had received his sight and asked them, is this your son, whom you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but we do not know how it is that now he sees, nor do we know who opened his eyes. Ask him, he's of age, and he will speak for himself. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jews, for the Jews had already agreed that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore, his parents said, he is of age, ask him. So for a second time, they called the man who had been blind, and they said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered, I do not know whether he is a sinner. One thing I do know that Though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? And he answered them, I have told you already, and you would not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him, saying, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we do not know where he comes from. The man answered, here is an astounding thing. You do not know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners, but he does listen to the one who worships him and obeys his will. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, 
You were born entirely in sins and you are trying to teach us? And they drove him out. Jesus heard that they had driven him out. And when he found him, he said, Do you believe in the Son of Man? He answered, And who is he, sir? Tell me so that I may believe in him. And Jesus said to him, You have seen him, and the one speaking to you is he. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, I came into the world for judgment so that those who do not see may see and those who do see may become blind. Some of the Pharisees near him heard this and said to him, Surely we are not blind, are we? And Jesus said to them, If you were blind, you would not have sinned. But now that you say, we see, your sin remains. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Wow, that was a long one. You stayed with me on that. That was great. I'd cry too. Get it done. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. What a story. What a wonderful, wonderful story. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. In Him was life, and the life was the light of all the people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. John's epilogue, setting the stage for his gospel, identifying who Jesus is, the light of the world. And in today's gospel, Jesus shares, I am the light of the world, found in verse 5. This, coupled with our Lenten lens from Romans 10, 17, faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. In the blind man's hearing, he finds his sight both physically and spiritually through the word, through the voice of Christ, and he's back into the fold. His life has changed, and he has found faith. In fact, his newfound faith gives him words to share with the Pharisees who question him about his sight, and more importantly, who gave him his sight. So I want to zero in this morning on this revelation in John's Gospel, this well-known passage of this man who was born blind. And to do so, I want to share some reflective ideas. The first is this. In this story, the man's life is changed phenomenally. Not only for himself, but for others. For the, the blind man from birth now sees. Can you imagine? In John's Gospel, it reads as an invitation as well. Come and see. It must be in there a dozen times or more in John's Gospel. Come and see. Come and see. But in this case, Jesus comes. This blind man is doing his thing. Alms for the blind. Alms for the blind. He's trying to make a living. And people are reaching into their pockets and they're putting money into his cup, his basket, whatever it is. They're feeling sorry for him. He is blind. Now Jesus, as we know, has been on his way north to Galilee. 
And he has found the woman at the well. He has left the darkness with Nicodemus behind. And now he finds the blind man on his way into town. And he went specifically to him. And he cures him of blindness. But it comes after hearing the word, the voice of God. For he does what Jesus told him to do. It is in the doing. This following through is what has opened his eyes to see for the very first time. It is not the crazy remedy. Spitting onto the ground, moving the dirt around, creating some mud, putting it on his hands and putting it on his head and saying, go and wash. And who would want to wash in that pool anyway? That muddy pool. But he does it. He's obedient to Christ's voice, the word of God. Yet the man showed and demonstrated that there was some confusion after his eyes were open. What might we do? Remember the lepers? Where were the nine that took off? The one came back to thank the Lord and bowed and worshipped at his feet. I don't know what happened. We're not told in this story, but Jesus is gone and they're wanting to know who it is that opened your eyes. Well, the man called Jesus. He knew that much, his, his keen hearing. But he didn't really know. He didn't know that Jesus was the Son of God at that point. In the dialogue, we heard him say he must be a prophet. Recognition would not come to the man until after he is brought into the sheep's fold. Not until hearing again, being restored in his relationship with God and with others. This was not due to his own power, but through the obedience of God's instruction, God's word found in Christ. From here his faith grew quickly. It is here that he now recognized who Jesus was. But before we get to that, when questioned the third time, the second time by the Pharisees, the leaders in the temple, the blind man gives a wonderful and profound testimony. God has put a testimony into his heart. He knows that it's Jesus. He hasn't recognized him yet. He doesn't know he's the Son of God. But Christ has given him a word, a witness, a testimony to give. And so here's this testimony. He went from I don't know to who cured him from his blindness to verse 32 with these words. Never since the world began has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a person born blind. This is the blind man now seeing, speaking. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. Jesus gives these words of testimony and faith and the Pharisees do not like it. And they reject him. Who are you a sinner to be teaching us about God? And they drove him out. So now we're getting to the seeing part. And Jesus, after hearing this, comes again to the man. The man does not go to Jesus, but Jesus comes to the man and he asks a simple question. Do you believe in the Son of Man? Do you believe this? We've been hearing this a lot in the text. Martha, do you believe this? The woman at the well going, do you, do you believe this is the Son of God? And his response is, is, tell me. It is through hearing, not through seeing, that he will believe. So he asked, tell me, Jesus. 
And through Jesus' voice and word of Christ, faith comes and Jesus' voice proclaims, you are seeing him now. You are looking at him. I am. I am the one speaking to you now is the son of God. I am he. Then the man says, in hearing, seeing, Lord, I believe because whoever is heard of taking away the blindness of one born blind and now able to see. In chapter 10 of John's Gospel, we didn't read this, verse 19 and 12, the debate goes on. And I just want to read these three verses to you. Again, the Jews are divided because of these words, many of them saying, Jesus has a demon, he's out of his mind. Why listen to him? And others say, this, these are not the words of one who has a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? If Jesus were merely a human, a prophet, an intercessor of God, his claims to be God would have been proven insane. But his miracles proved his words true. He really was God in the flesh, Emmanuel with us. The Jewish leaders could not see beyond the end of their nose because of their prejudice and their understanding, their worldly understanding. They tried to put Jesus in a human box. But the man now knows and seeing, he's heard it. Jesus is the life and the light of the world for all the people. The man now knows he belongs. He is now part of the sheepfold just as the woman at the well. Jesus, the Son of God, is the great shepherd. He was blind, but now he sees. I can hear him now. Can you not hear him singing? Can you not hear him singing? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want anymore. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. For I was blind, but now I see. And I see not only with my eyes, but through my heart. The gift of faith that has been planted in the word of God in me. May we too be obedient into God's holy word for us in our hearing. May our spiritual blindness be awakened by the great shepherd's words. And may we receive the abundance that follows in hearing the word of Christ through faith. For this is the gospel of our Lord. That we may see the eternal light of the one who shines now in a dark world who has come. Jesus said, I am the life and the light for all the people. Amen. Let us sing our hymn of the day, 779.
I invite the congregation to please rise as we share our affirmation of faith as is found in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I invite you to be seated as we continue with the prayers of intercession. You'll find these on the back of your insert. Sustained by God's abundant mercy, let us pray for the church, the world, and all of creation. Eternal God, you seal us by your Holy Spirit and mark us with the cross of Christ forever in baptism. Inspire us by your love as together we strive for justice and peace in all the earth. Merciful God. Creating God, by your word you have made all things. And you hate nothing that you have made. Teach us to preserve the beauty of the breath of your creation from the grandest mountain range to the smallest springtime bud. Merciful God. Powerful God, you anoint kings and established rulers. Guide the work of heads of state and elected officials. Encourage them to lead with justice and remove barriers that impede the well-being of all. Merciful God. Shepherding God, you lead us beside still waters. Restore our souls and keep watch over those who weep. Tend to all who are sick and comfort those who grieve. Lord, this day we lift before you those who seek wellness and healing. We pray for Joyce and Sharon, Marilyn and Teresa, Kalinda and Sandy, Merwin, Charles, Lynette. And Lord, we remember Ernie Osterkamp's family and Margaret Ann Boken's family following their deaths. And for those in harm's way who are serving in the military, we lift before you Ben and David and Trevor and Dustin. Merciful God, God our host, you find us at your table with more than we could ever ask. Frida, feed us with hunger for justice. Equip the feeding ministries of this congregation and community. Nourish us so that we may nourish our neighbors. Merciful God, God of history, with thanksgiving, we remember our ancestors in faith who cared for your people. We praise you for the ways they have formed the faith of others and continue to inspire us. Merciful God. We lift our prayers to you, O God, trusting in your steadfast love and your promise to renew your whole creation through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We receive this morning's offering, and as we do, we are preparing for the 2024 Youth Gathering in New Orleans, so the Noisy Coin offering is going for that. Let us receive our gifts at this time. Our service continues on page 129 in the front of your hymnal. Let us pray. 
Holy God, gracious and merciful, you bring forth food from the earth and nourish your whole creation. Turn our hearts towards those who hunger in any way that all may know of your care and prepare us now to feast on the bread of life, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ. You call your people to cleanse their hearts and prepare with joy for the Paschal Feast, that renewed in the gift of baptism we may come to the fullness of your grace. And so with all the choirs of angels, with the church on earth and the host of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. night in which our Lord was betrayed, he took bread and he gave thanks and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup and after giving thanks, he gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is a new covenant in my blood shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Come to the banquet for all is ready now. You may be seated and I'll invite my communion assistants and the acolytes to come forward this time with their baskets. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, that you refresh us through this healing power of this gift of life and your mercy and strength. Strengthen us through this gift in faith and toward you in fervent love toward one another. For the sake of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. For those who are my communion assistants going out into the world to bring communion, I have three kits ready here and we can make others ready. I invite those who are present to come forward at this time as I offer these words of prayer. Gracious God, loving all your family with the mother's tender care, as you sent the angel to feed Elijah with heavenly food, assist those who send, are sent forth with your word and sacrament with those who are sick, homebound, and prison. In your love and care, nourish and strengthen those who will receive these sacraments and give us all comfort of your abiding presence through the body and blood of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
And so Rhonda, thank you, and all the others who go out and visit those. Um, it means so very much to those who are at home to receive communion, to have conversation, to hear what's happening at their home congregation and what's going on. And I want to thank our Sunday school kids. Many of them are away on spring break. But bringing those back buckets of love, wow, it really lifted a lot of hearts. And so thank you for that. I'd like to share with you a couple of announcements. Um, thanks to all our volunteers, all the Sundays have been filled. And we are grateful to have our teachers and who have been helping with education of our Wayne Zion youth. And in celebration of uh, making it through this year and all of your hard work as a congregation, you are invited to a bowling party. That's right. You're invited to a bowling party on April 23rd from 10.30 to 12.30 when we normally held a Sunday school. We're going to go out and celebrate our youth and that they've made it through another year of Sunday school and learning about God's love. And look at the April's newsletter for updates. Uh, I thank our um, council and, uh, and, and I thank our president too. I, with regards to the anniversary, um, the sesquicentennial, we ended with an abundance. We never meant to, but we had money left over from our 150th anniversary. Some of that money is going to be going to Quilts of Valor in which members of this congregation who served in the armed forces will be receiving a very special quilt made here at Wayne Zion and commemorating your service in the military. And so we give thanks to Chris and Kelly uh, Heron who have taken on this project and suggested it to our council who overwhelmingly supported that. Council also supported covering the cost from the extra money from the sesquicentennial to throw an all-church bowling party. Now, we have a ceiling, but we're probably going to be eating lots of pizza and drinking lots of soda and doing lots of clapping as these kids roll the ball, and we're going to see how some not-so-young kids throw strike after strike after strike. Right, Cole? Back there. It might teach us a thing or two. April 23rd, let's celebrate our youth, and we're going to the bowling alley in Monticello. I want to share this with you. Uh, Holy Week is coming fast as Lent now is coming uh, to a close. I um, uh, don't want to rush it at all, but uh, thanks to the Lions Club in uh, Monticello, we are holding a blood drive. I can't think of a better way during Holy Week and giving a gift than giving a gift, a pint of blood to help save a life somewhere. And so... Uh, what, wouldn't that be a wonderful Lenten Holy Week sacrifice to make? If you're able to give blood, please go down to the Burndy Center on Tuesday, April 4th from 11 to 5. I know that they would prefer that you call and make an appointment because it does fill up fast. So maybe what you want to do is uh, call the American Red Cross, ask for the Monticello April 4th that I want to sign up and they'll be glad to sign you up. And those gurus who know how to do things online, you can do it online, don't have to talk to a person. You can just sign yourselves up. Thank you for the radio broadcast today. Uh, how many remember Chuck uh, Clausen? Look at that. Look at all of those. Chuck lived, I mean, if you drive here, you go by Marion and his house um, 
Chuck uh, died a couple of years back now, I want to say three years ago, but he would never miss a Tuesday night. At that time, we had Tuesday night church. He would never miss Tuesday night church. Well, Mary is sponsoring today's radio broadcast. Is that right? I hope I'm getting this right. If not, I, I'm going to apologize. Is it, is it Mary? Oh, whew. I almost did a Floydian slip, right? Uh, Mary is sponsoring. Mary is a very active and faithful member of Sacred Heart Catholic Church in Monticello, but she has a special place for uh, Wayne Zion. By the way, watch for more information. I got a call from, uh, from Kathy Harms. Sacred Heart has asked, would Wayne Zion be, again, willing to serve in November, I think it is, Sacred Heart with the big function? And Kathy came to me and she goes, Pastor, should we sign up for that? I said, we had such a hoot and a wonderful time last time, and we created such wonderful camaraderie between the two congregations. Let's do it. So I hope there'll be people who think about coming along and helping us with that. Thank you to our uh, high school, our youth um, in confirmation who will be putting on the Easter breakfast this year. Uh, already communications are going on, and believe it or not, I got the Thrive in Action team, and uh, I've got the card, but I know that Diane and Pete are in Chicago today, so I'll make sure I get that to them. And they thought it was a wonderful project to have our youth create an Easter breakfast for all of us on uh, Easter morning. Iwalu, check it out. Camperships are available. Wayne Zine has uh, money designated for, for this. If you, your family, um, want to do some camping at the Christian Bible Camp, which is our camp in Strawberry Point, let us know. We have scholarships available. That covers half the cost. Well, there. I kind of used up some time. It's five minutes, too. Is there anything else that we need to share. I just, we have two special guests. I, they didn't know I was going to do this. I'm going to invite Annette and Lisa to stand for, up. They are the daughters of Joyce Osterkamp who are with us today. Thank you for joining us for worship today. They may never come back again. I hope that's not the case. And uh, the other thing is I probably shouldn't do this, but um, if you like those hymns today and Barb is getting better and better in mastering this organ, put your hands together for this music director of Wayne Zion. I'm a stick in the mud now with her come on. <laughs> to do that every once in a while. And then the last thing, Easter lilies, see, uh, cut this out, fill it out, uh, get it to um, uh, Etta. See how good I'm at with names? I know Etta like the back of my hand. What's the deal? <laughs> I think Etta left the room to get ready for the refreshments, so I think that's where we better head next. I'm going to invite you to stand and receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and grant you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending hymn 793.
Go in peace. Serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress. All rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734. All rights reserved.